and welcome to Soundwaves, the official podcast of the Ellen MacArthur Cancer Trust. Did you know that the Trust's 2022 season starts this month? I know it's all come round so fast, we can't wait to welcome young people back to our bases and at adventure centres. It's going to be so good. For this episode, we're taking it back to those first times. The feeling before coming along, before you know what the trust really is. You know they're sailing, you'll meet other people. It might be unlike anything you've done before. Hopefully you've seen the photos and the videos, checked out our social media, our website. You might even have listened to this podcast. But, you know, something else all of us at the trust hear every year is pre-trip nerves. The fact of the matter is, a young person coming along for the first time, it's four days away from home. That could mean four days away from routine. It could be their first night away since they've had cancer, since they've had an amputation. Those young people coming back on return trips feel nervous too. Things change year to year. Maybe they need the trust support more now than last year. Maybe there's a lot going on in their lives. Nerves are normal, so for this episode, we wanted to go back to those first times and all the excitement and the memories and, yes, anxieties that came with them. Dion came on her first trip in 2019 and is coming back for her second this year. Millie came on her first trip 12 years ago and has been a graduate volunteer since 2012. Two greatly different lengths of time, but both with similar stories of having this wonderful, impactful, helpful experience with those nerves everyone else experiences too. There's something really lovely hearing this conversation, which takes us back to trips in 2010 to 2019 and realising we're about to do a lot of first times all over again. I hope you enjoy listening. Hi Dion, hi Millie, thank you for joining us. So the Trust Strip season is about to begin in a few weeks time, we can't wait. Dion, you're coming back for your second trip. Millie, I think this is your seventh trip as a volunteer. Dion, you last sailed in 2019, it's been a few years. Can you tell us about coming back? What are you looking forward to? What made you want to come again? I'm really looking forward to coming back. I'm coming back in June for five days. Um, I really, really enjoyed it last time. I was really nervous about coming because I had um, become an amputee um, due to my cancer. I was really nervous about being on a boat and if I would actually be able to enjoy it or even stand up or walk or anything. Um, And when I got there, I was on a boat that was like uh, adapted for my needs and I had a really good time. I really enjoyed it. I was able to do everything that I wanted to do. I was able to walk along the boat, go to the front of the boat. Um, yeah, and I loved all the people I was with. It was, a re- I really enjoyed the whole experience. Was it your first time sailing? Yes, it was. And it's the first time I'd ever been sailing anyway. So yeah, alone as an amputee. And it's the first time I'd been back near the water at all since having my amputation. So, um, yeah, and I really loved it. Millie, same question to you. You had three trips when you were being supported by the Trust, I think, and now you're a graduate volunteer. What was it then and what is it now that keeps you coming back? So I think when I was a young person just in recovery from treatment for cancer, the thing that 
that drew me back to the trust was how much of a difference I saw in my mood after the trips. So I was very anxious and withdrawn and suffered lots of mental health consequences of having had treatment. Um, and I found that when I came on those trips, I didn't feel like I was the only one in my family or my friend group to be unwell. And I felt like I was treated um, a little bit differently because everyone gets it. Um, everyone understands whether you talk about it or not, you, you understand that you've been through this big life-changing event. And it just felt wonderful to be around those kind of people and be out on the water and be a hundred miles away, you know, from, it feels like a completely different environment to a hospital bed. And then when the opportunity came up to sort of be on the other side and be a graduate volunteer and be a crew leader, um, I loved that because it, you really see, not only can you help facilitate these trips, but you really see people having the effects of these trips you see going going from being very shy and very withdrawn like I used to be to being more open and by the end of the trips you know getting a passion for sailing but more importantly having this confidence um and sort of feeling renewed going back to their um going back to their um normal lives um and yeah I I adore it it's the best part of my summer every year I love coming on the trips so the point of this episode is to think about those pre-trip nerves and anxieties that you've both mentioned. Honestly, most people I've spoken to have had them at some point and not even just on their first trip, even coming back time and again, there's sometimes a little something that gives them a little wobble. Thankfully, all of those people also say they're so glad that they pushed through it and they had an amazing time. Dion, I know when you spoke to Ashton on the trust team the last time you were on a trip, you mentioned being nervous beforehand. You mentioned just there about, you know, having your amputation and having the, the boat a little bit adapted. Can, can you tell us more about those worries beforehand? So I was really nervous about meeting other people as well um, and just being totally out of my comfort zone. Like I was a bit like, oh, the night before I nearly backed out of going. I nearly talked myself out of it. And then I was like, no, go, just do this. Like, it's a once in a lifetime thing. Like, you'll, you'll enjoy it. And then when I, I did go and my nerves were just eased straight away when I met the other, the, the other girls on the trip that were on the boat with me, they were all lovely. And I was really worried that we might not have anything in common. Um, but actually, we all do have something in common that we can all relate to each other on in a way that other people can't quite understand you've all got this underlying sort of understanding of each other. Um, yeah, and I just absolutely loved it. And I met some friends that now we're still friends. We still talk now. We still communicate. We're going to one of their birthdays soon. Um, so, yeah, we've all remained friends, the group that I met on the boat that I stayed with. And, yeah, it was just lovely. All the people were lovely as well, all the volunteers and the helpers. And some of them had, like this lady had had previous had been there previously before and then were volunteers and I think that's lovely because again you can relate to them as well completely on the level that they've been through a similar thing that you've been through and here they are doing this and it's incredible. Millie I think your first trip was 12 years ago I can't mm. remember what happened in my life 12 days ago so maybe a bit of a stretch here to ask but can you remember how you felt before your first time sailing with the trust? I 
can remember it very vividly, I think, because I had literally just come off treatment. I think I'd finished my radiotherapy two weeks before and I'd only just had my my Hickman line um, taken out. Um, So it was very fresh and I still had no hair. And I worried that I would be, whether I would be strong enough for the trip, um, sort of physically, and also just going out there and seeing other people. And I hadn't really done that because obviously when you're in hospital, yes, you do meet some people, but actually a lot of my treatment was, um, you know, you're you're away in a hospital room because you're too sick to socialise. Um, so, yeah, I remember being very shy and anxious and I don't think I spoke much for that first day. But you get on the boats and something just amazing happens in that you're like like Dion said you're you're in this environment where people have this understanding and no one's staring at you because you haven't got hair which was a big thing in the outside sort of quote world and you feel comfortable and I found by the end of the trip I just felt like a completely different person and mum mentioned it when she picked me up from from the ferry that I seemed different and I had this sort of you know more you know this this positive okay right well treatments treatments done let's move on um and I think you see a future when you see graduate volunteers or when you see people who are five years ten years down the line and you go okay well I can I can move on from this life will be different but I will move on from this and I hope I get to the the place that they're at so from those pre-trip jitters to having a good time, Millie, was there a moment where you could breathe out and relax and think to yourself, okay, I'm all right here? You said on the first day you were quite quiet, but was there a moment or a thing that happened or a conversation? What was it that eased you into it? I think one of the biggest sort of assets to the trip I found is hot chocolates and um, Uno, games of Uno. Because when you don't know each other, a group of people um, actually sitting around the um, boats at night and playing games um, is how a lot of, you know, friendships are made and conversations get going. Um, That in combination with how fantastic the skippers and the mates and the crew leaders are, you know, we are there to make sure that you have a good time. Um, and, uh, And I found that my skipper in particular was really friendly, really welcoming um and they help you um with the sailing they get you involved in that um the amount that you want to get involved um and there's something just about being on that water being out on the water whether it's sunny or windy or rainy that makes a difference and you do just settle in yeah it and and this is coming from from a you know previously very anxious introverted person i i just found yeah that settling in was was very surprisingly easy Dion, you were nodding at hot chocolate and Uno there. Was it the same thing for you? Yeah, yeah, it was. So in the evenings, it was so nice to just sit around together, everyone, and just play card games and funny games and all have a laugh together. And I think it's really nice as well to feel like you're not the sick person and it like you're not the only one. Like you're all there together in the same boat, literally, together. So it it is lovely. And all my crewmates and skippers were so nice as well. We had the loveliest people. They were really funny. They were just lovely, both of them. And yeah, they're absolutely lovely. Yeah, but the games of Uno were, I really enjoyed it. So 
Dion, if we're imagining there's someone in this conversation who's uh, dithering over whether to come sailing for the first time or not, what would you say to convince them? And, and even what would have helped you to have heard ahead of your first trip? I think I would just say, go for it. Like you have nothing to lose, but potentially a lot to gain and a lot of friendships and, you know, confidence. It gives you a lot of confidence. After I went on that trip, I was like, do you know what? I think if I can do that, I can do a lot more than I thought I could. Um, I I would say like completely go for it. And if you're doubting it, that's very normal to feel a bit like, oh, but like I said, everyone is the same and everyone is probably feeling the same as you're feeling too. It's really not when you don't know people, it is, it is really nerve-wracking, but you do feel really free. And I think after being like stuck in a hospital room, when you're out on the water, you just feel so you feel so free. And you know, there is so much more to come and Millie you're a volunteer now you have been for a while you have experience seeing young people show up they're all quiet on day one like you were yourself and by day four it's impossible to get them to stop talking (laughs) speaking as a volunteer what can a first timer expect on a trip from their crew how do you make them feel uh, welcome and accepted so I think the fantastic thing about the trust is that it does feel like a big family everyone feels welcome whether you've been whether it's your first trip or your fourth trip or you've been away for a few years and you've decided to come back and try another one um there will be that welcome and people will be really pleased to see you um we want you to have a great time we want you to have a safe time um and we you acknowledge as well that okay some people are quieter but actually some people are really confident and they want to do a little bit more or they're interested in X, Y or Z. So our job is to really help facilitate that. You know, if you discover you come on these trips and you discover you have a passion for sailing, then fantastic. You know, we can get you involved in that aspect. But if you're here just to enjoy being on a boat for the first time and more importantly, you know, chatting to other people, then great. Um, that's what we're, we want to encourage as well. And, you know, like Dion saying, People have different mobility issues. People have different uh, comfort zones. Um, So whether it's sort of helping get around the boat, adapting things for each for each young person, then that's what we're used to. And that's what we're um, is part of our jobs. So, yeah. And yeah, the, the transformations I've seen in some young people in a week has been extraordinary and it is the the best part of the role absolutely hands down and yeah like you say on the last day you can barely get people to be quiet um which is which is fantastic and that's what it's there for just to take a a little detour here for a moment if we could just give a little nod to it being mental health awareness week at the time this episode is released the theme for this year is loneliness and it's hashtag is i've been there You've both had experience with cancer, and for most of this conversation, we've been addressing people for for whom their time with cancer might be extremely recent, and they might still emotionally be in that headspace. Given the point in life you're both at now, if you were telling someone you've been there, what was it like for you, and can you now offer some comfort? Dion, what would you tell someone to let them know you've been there and that they aren't alone? I think you have to remember when you're going through it to really be kind to yourself. Like I was very hard on myself each time. I was like, I have to do this, have to keep going. I think you have to be really kind to yourself. There is a lot going on. 
and I find you can feel incredibly lonely even in a room full of people if like I found I related a lot better to people that had been in my situation that knew exactly how it felt like my friends were amazing and everybody was there for me but nobody kind of got exactly how I was feeling unless they had been right where I was um but I would say you know it is it is really it is scary and it is life-changing but there is life after cancer I think you might it might be different but there is life after cancer my my whole life changed and I you know I have a disability now but it hasn't stopped me doing everything that I want to do going forward if anything I think it made me see things very differently and um you know my friends uh, were, were really good and my family were really good at supporting me through it but a lot of it you know you I think you have to you have to pull yourself for it and just keep going and know that there there is an end to it it will end and it does get better even if it doesn't feel like it right now it does get better but you have to be really kind to yourself while you're going through it and you have to learn to love yourself and Millie what would you say um I would completely echo what Dion says I think yeah be be kind and just acknowledge that it's not it's not linear um it can take time I think I one of the most um influencing moments for me on the trip was I had I had cancer twice I relapsed so I was terrified about fear of relapse again and I spoke with a volunteer who had had um relapses as well but was now 10 years down the line and he said something that really stuck out to me and he said yeah okay this this thing's happened but you can do it you can do what you you can still achieve everything you want to not not just in spite of it but because of it um and I think that stuck with me and yeah remission was hard I think the media or the the perception of maybe people from the outside is well once you've had cancer and you're cured fantastic great it's easy but it's I think everyone would would understand you know people listening would understand that it's not necessarily like that and loneliness can be a huge thing because I don't think a lot of people understand that after when cancer treatment finishes the effects don't finish and I think the thing that's kept me going has been the trust without doubt coming back um doing these trips and without them I wouldn't have I think I would have struggled to go to university. I'd have struggled to get through all those years without that positive impact. Um, and I was very lucky to qualify as a doctor after um, after sort of six years of uni. So now being able to come back on the trips as a trust medic feels to me like my biggest achievement, having been a patient um, and, and then a young person on the trips. So you can you can absolutely get there, but just, you know, it, it takes time, but you will get there. And and if I looked back at the person I was 10 years ago, I don't think she would recognise the person I am today. So it, it absolutely does get better. But but be kind to yourself because, yeah, you've been through, you've had a horrible thing happen, but you will get there. Would that Millie from 10 years ago be a pro to the Millie today? I think so. Yeah, I hope so. Um yeah, it feels it feels slightly extraordinary at times, but yeah, she would be. 
So I think to round off, at the end of a trip, we always play best bit, worst bit, funniest bit. Given that we're being positive and we're hyping up coming on a trip and all that good stuff, maybe just share the best bit. Let's ignore the worst bit. Dion, is your best bit the same as it was at the end of your trip or has it changed since thinking back on it? What was your best bit? Um, I think my best bit was I really enjoyed when we just went sailing, like actually just sailing. We had quite rough sea and I think the rough of the sea, the funner I found it, I I, I thought it was really, really fun. I just really enjoyed the actual sailing part of it and just going across the water. And it was just so lovely. It was just so nice and it's so peaceful and it was so much fun. And then they had a big water fight and that's really fun with the other boats. They all come alongside each other and have big water fights. That was really fun. Um, so that was probably my best bit. And meeting all the people that I still stay in touch with. Millie, you've had a few goals at this game. What's been one of your best bits? Um, I think one of my best bits was when we were sailing. Um, we were sailing around the needles and sun was out, you know, it's perfect, perfect weather. And a pod of dolphins swam under the boat and then sort of popped up the other side. And on a boat full of, well, some very excited volunteers, but also incredibly excited 12-year-olds that just that to me nothing beats that it was so it was incredible to see them and and yeah that's it for this week thank you so much to dion and millie and you too for listening in if you know someone who would benefit from sailing with the trust if you are someone who would benefit from sailing with the trust and you've been sent this episode to let you know what it's all about please go to our website and register your interest go to first time trips from the Our Trips and Support button at the top of the page and click on register for a trip. I don't know about you, but after listening to Dion and Millie talking about their trips, I can't wait for us to do it all again this year. We'll be back next week. Until next time, take care.